Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grow With Us. Grow With Us is a podcast that focuses on the talent-focused mission of Intulsa, a talent advising organization for startups, local businesses, and expanding corporations. My name is Evan Barton, and I will be your host each week, where I will be joined by a guest who is making a difference in Tulsa by furthering our mission of creating equitable opportunities via technology, innovation, and strategic partnerships. This week, we are in conversation with one of our talent partners, Nicole Horton, who will be providing some insight into what it's like helping people find jobs that can change their lives. Welcome, Nicole. It's so great to have you on. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm I'm really glad to have you on, uh, Nicole. I think we're going to have a lot of really awesome discussion on the talent mission of Intulsa and how this whole thing kind of started and really getting into what what is recruiting, kind of demystifying talent acquisition and getting to hear from you and your experience working with candidates and working with companies. I think that you have a lot to a lot to offer to us. I'm really excited to get kind of get into this. We'll kind of start with a very open-ended question that you can answer in whatever way you like. And it kind of is just really goes like this. What do you like about being a recruiter? And what do you like about your job that does anything keep you up at night? Maybe I'm asking too many questions. We'll just start with <laughs> what do you like about being a recruiter? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. I started my career out of university working for a staffing agency, and it was focused on technical recruiting and high-tech and computer-based roles across multiple different industries. And from there, I moved into more corporate recruiting. I worked for a large ERP software-based company. And then I moved into more recruitment that was for major consulting firms, one that you might have heard of called Accenture, one of the major uh, consulting firms out there. And through that work and working in these corporate environments, I began to lead projects and programs. So I was looking at the span of my career and I was thinking, where have I been the most happiest or where have I had the most satisfaction in my career? And recruiting has always been that place. I find it to be my passion. I've received joy in the work that I do in that area. And so I really wanted to make sure I could pivot and focus back to only recruitment and talent acquisition. And that leads me to Talent in Tulsa. And what I love about recruiting for Talent in Tulsa and the position that I do is that it really is a position where I have a positive impact all around. We are helping people to find quality, meaningful, purpose-driven jobs. And we're helping companies to grow and change the world with their innovative ideas. So with that in mind, the final piece that really makes it great for me is that we focus on diversity and inclusion for all people of the community, everybody in Tulsa. And that makes my job really, really just a positive thing and a joy to do. And I have a great feeling when I'm able to do it. You know, if you've ever done recruiting, you get a great feeling when you're able to connect the right company to the right candidate. This is a positive job in its nature, and you get little bursts of happiness when two things come together like that. It's also nice to be appreciated because not in all, and you know, I've worked for a while, and it's not been in every job that you get an appreciation for your efforts. And so what's so great is I often stay connected to all the companies and the talent that I've worked with over the years, and they will thank me 
for changing their lives for a new job or or changing the company for the better with a new employee. Yeah, it's sometimes a thankless job. I mean, you do a lot of heavy lifting with getting candidates in front of the right people sometimes. And I, I know that that can be very difficult. As a former job seeker, I know we all probably have had those times in our lives where we're looking for jobs, sometimes it really is one person that opens the door. And I think I think of our recruiters and our talent advice or talent partners as being that person that has lots of doors to open for people. It's just finding out which one's the right one. So I really I really like that you get to feel appreciated and, and everyone everyone loves to be appreciated. <laughs> I've got another question for you that I I'd love to hear your thoughts on. Kind of what is your Tulsa pitch and how did it start and how has it changed over time? Oh, yeah. Well, when I think about that, there's really three main areas I focus on when speaking to candidates about Tulsa. The first one is always cost of living and affordability. If that candidate is looking to leave possibly the expensive cities that may be based on the east and west coastlines, or even if maybe they're looking to leave the hustle and bustle or the higher cost of living, even in places like Dallas, Austin, or Houston, Tulsa is absolutely a fantastic option. The second thing I focus on is the access to nature. Tulsa has so many wonderful parks, trails, many, many lakes you can go to, reserves, and access to the mountains and the Ozarks really close nearby. And it's interesting, having lived in Europe, I will even reference that it reminds me of living um, like in a European city. Because you know, when you live over there, there's oftentimes a river that runs through the middle of the city, and there's always some type of large, gorgeous park. And Tulsa has a fantastic park called the Gathering Place. It's just amazing. It has something for everybody. And so it's really similar to what you might experience in any European city. So I think that that's really nice. And then the third thing I would say is, you know, my my biggest thing I bring up is traffic. There is no traffic. The grid system in Tulsa is truly amazing. And although it's considered a, a mid-sized city, you have the feel of a small town. I'm always saying it feels like such a small town here. You literally can get anywhere in Tulsa in 15 minutes. And it's mind-blowing the ease of commuting on the highways. There, there are many other great reasons to live in Tulsa and, I, and or to put down roots in Tulsa for that matter. And I'll, I'll list things like the cost of housing. So that goes back to the affordability piece. They have a fantastic arts and cultural district. There's a variety of different cuisines and a good food scene there. That's just to name a few. And then usually the final thing, and, and this is really true as well in the experience that I've had, is that most people will tell you that Oklahomans are some of the nicest people in the country. It's sort of a nice mix of Midwestern hospitality and also Southern charm. Uh, I love to hear that because I'm a native Tulsan, so it sounds like you're complimenting me, and I just (laughs) want to thank you for that. (laughs) Yes, I am, Evan. I'm complimenting you. (laughs) Yeah, I think you hit on a lot of really awesome things to, to touch on there. Just like it's for me with my friends and people that just graduated college, it's kind of the city that a lot of people have never met before. And there's lots of reputations out there of cities and opportunities. And and Tulsa's one that we're growing. It's one that I come from. And I kind of have had a past with Tulsa as like where I went to high school and, and not really seeing a future here. But some, something about it has changed. This isn't the same Tulsa that I left six years ago. And it's crazy how fast six years can 
change a place and in so many different ways. So I, I think you got you've got a lot of what I've also I also tell people about Tulsa. So maybe we have good pitches for it. We're we're salespeople. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I agree it's changed a lot too, because you know, I've I've been there back and forth many, many times. I, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, so I've always had friends and uh, co-workers that have crossed the border of Texas and Tulsa. So I agree with you. Mm -hmm. Back to your talent advising, talent partner, recruiting role. What advice would you give to anyone looking for a job currently? So yeah, when I speak to candidates, the first thing and what I almost always say to people is make sure you are using your network. That could be friends, family, past and present co-workers. Networking is the key and the easiest way to get a job. And, and one of the things to do that will help you with your networking is to make sure you utilize a LinkedIn profile or sign up for LinkedIn. So if you don't have a LinkedIn profile, you need to create one. And if you have one, but it hasn't been up to date, which oftentimes candidates will tell me, I'll say definitely get in there and update it. Use all the capabilities that LinkedIn has to offer and really build out your profile and all the pieces that are there. We here at Talent in Tulsa, as we offer candidates advice on tips and tricks, as well as best practices for the use of the LinkedIn networking platform. The easiest way to get a job or a new opportunity is to connect with your network. And this platform makes it easy for you to do that. So I really focus in on LinkedIn. Then next, I, I would also suggest being proactive and looking for a position through the top job boards. So LinkedIn has jobs that they run. So you can go through the LinkedIn job board. There's also Indeed, which is one of the top ones, and even Glassdoor. Those are usually some top job boards to look at if you're going to proactively go and look for jobs and apply for them that way. Another thing that a lot of people sometimes need some help, maybe they haven't been looking for a job for a while, is, is having help actually writing the resume itself. That has changed a lot through the years. Different industries like it to look a little bit different. So it's really good to review your resume for feedback and to make sure it looks good, that it um, has a good organization, or that it's actually highlighting who you are and the skill sets that you're wanting to portray or get across well to a new organization. Yeah, that resume piece is so important yeah. just to highlight that. It is. And it's so personal, right? In some ways, there's the main thing is be sure to let somebody else read it in case you actually made a typo <laughs> to be, to be, it's to happened be frank, to the best right? of us. <laughs> it does. It does, right? We, we all need another pair of eyes to look at something, especially when we're, we're working hard on something. Some, some other advice I'd give is to join user groups or social groups that are also in the industry, um, that, that you're targeting or attend the events for networking purposes. And, in addition to that, there's what we call talent networks. So I definitely advise people to join talent networks for organizations that you're interested in. So you can, these talent networks are a way to get news and updates on job opportunities as soon as they're available. Most organizations will have some type of talent network button that you can access from their website and you can sign up for that talent network and they send you information on what's going on with the company and the openings and the jobs that they have. So I encourage people to do that, especially anyone in Tulsa area or anyone looking to move to Tulsa. 
to actually join our talent network because we have a talent network as well. And they can find the button to join our talent network at Talent in Tulsa from our webpage. And that will give them access as well through working with us to more opportunities of innovative companies they could work with within Telsa. And yeah, I think finally, the best thing is to be persistent and approach looking at a new opportunity or a job search as a job in itself. You'll need to dedicate time to find the right role for yourself, but that persistence, it always pays off. So that's that's kind of my advice in a nutshell for anybody looking for a new job. That was awesome. Yeah, you touched on lots of really great things, like from the resume to the network to reaching out just to in, to anyone that you know. I, I think something that I r- noticed really fast whenever I was looking for jobs is that sometimes you don't even know who you know. Um, and LinkedIn is a great way to kind of catalog who you know, and then also to kind of take a uh, record of what they do professionally. And if that's something that you can, le- you could potentially leverage that connection to lead to your next thing. And it's really, it's, sometimes it's it's so daunting, but it is social media. And we are in an age where lots of people have lots of some sort of competency with social media, but it is, it is a thing that you have to refine. So we all, we all yeah. need tips and tricks. And Nicole, thank you for, for giving some great ones to people looking for a new job. And it's such a, it, it can be a really difficult time, but persistence, like you said, and, and not getting discouraged. I think everyone, everyone would tell you that on the other side of it, because it really is the only thing that gets you through it is just staying motivated and staying positive that the right opportunity will come your way. Yeah, completely agree. Kind of in a similar vein for anyone that's, that's looking for a job. Some people out there might be looking for an opportunity to change careers. Does your advice change whenever people are looking for a a new career trajectory? Or what would you advise someone that's looking to pivot in their career? It's a hard one. In fact, it can be really hard to switch industries or completely change, you know, your career to a whole new area. And I, I definitely have my own experiences in this. In that in my career, when I had moved into large corporate leadership positions in HR, as, as I mentioned at the top of our conversation, I then I wanted to move back into recruitment. But often I got overlooked or I got told that I was not right for the job because either I was overqualified is what they would say to me, or they feared that I might only want to supervise teams and not actually be an individual contributor and do, you know, maybe the day-to-day tasks of recruiting. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, how am I ever going to get back to what I want to do? And so to overcome this, I recommend, and I did this for myself to that people need to design their LinkedIn profile pages as well as write their resumes to highlight and focus on the work throughout their career that they did that focuses only on those competencies or those skills that were transferable to the role that they're looking to obtain. So, so for example, I'll give you an example. So the competencies needed to be a good project manager are, you know, includes things like organizational skills, driving accountability, on-time delivery, having great collaboration with team members and clients, and having strong persuasive and influencing skills in order to drive results. All of these competencies that I just listed, they're also the same competencies that make a good recruiter. 
So I tell people, instead of focusing on what you may have done, like every day, specifically in a past career, focus on what competencies in that career are transferable skills that also will work and make you successful in the new career you are looking to obtain. So you're wanting to portray that information and be sure it comes across to the person who is hiring for the role so that they can see, okay, just because you didn't do this job in the past, it doesn't mean you don't have the skill set or the competencies to do it today. That's huge. Yeah. I think this is this is a part where having a conversation with someone about your past experiences and being real candid about what your previous opportunities have been can really highlight those skills. I, th- I think something that I, whenever I was looking for jobs and throughout my career is like, I wanted to be in a, a industry, but actually like I had the same skills that it would take to be in B industry. I just didn't really know. And because I wanted to be in A industry so bad, I was trying to portray it that way. And then an opportunity in the B industry came up. And so I I had to take it and I actually started to excel in that. So it's really hard to have confidence in that. I think, especially as an early career person for me, and even as you're changing careers, I feel like I had a a weird industry change too, but I hadn't even started working. It was just like my, my future was changing just amidst the pandemic and everything. But it's really interesting, like being able to talk to someone about it can really shed some light on things that you might not see as those competencies, like you're saying, highlight how they can be for the job that you want. I really like that. Another question that I have for you, Nicole, is how have you seen candidates be successful in job application processes? Have you seen some MVPs out there? Like what are people doing now that really (laughs) set themselves apart in the process? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I think it's 101 and, and it's almost self-explanatory, but in order to do well in, in a job application process from end to end is preparation and practice. Preparation and practice are key. At Talent in Tulsa, we provide advice and assistance to our candidates on how to go through a job interview process. I'm, I'm often a talent partner, talent advisor, people connector. I do a lot of different things in my role. And so I, I will often provide tips and tricks that set, you know, my candidates up for success. Uh, a person should always prepare in advance and research the company that they're looking to get a job at. So the time you spend preparing for your interview by researching a company, it can really boost your chance of getting the job. The research beforehand lets you show your interest in the company and you know, it also helps you go um, to your interview being well-prepared, feeling more confident about the interview, and you're really in a better position to come up with topics to discuss or questions to ask during the interview, especially if you're somebody who, who might get a little nervous having that one-on-one dialogue. It's very, very helpful to be prepared and have that practice. And Finally, I think doing that research beforehand, it really shows the interviewer that you have a strong interest in them and that you're excited to work for the company. And that gives you an edge. So that that's one of the things that I would mention. I think there's two additional tips I usually tell people. And this is, this is an interesting one. So I have done this throughout my entire career. And I have sort of a baseline of if the candidate does this, they almost always get the job. So 
Make sure at the end of your interview that you have, if you have the ability to ask some questions and so forth, I usually say, ask a question, something like this, say something like, well, based on our conversation today and the information I provided to you, do you have any reason to believe I would not be a good fit for this position? And I, I call, this is what I call asking for the job. It gives the interviewer an opportunity to voice any of their concerns and you as the candidate time to address those concerns. And if the interviewer states they have no concerns and reiterates that you are a match based on the criteria and the conversation went well, it will also solidify psychologically to the interviewer that they should offer you the role. So in my experience, asking a question phrased that way or similar is really a strong advantage to getting the position for my candidates. So it doesn't have to be that exact sentence. You can rephrase it, but it's it's basically saying, based on what I've told you, do you feel like I'm a match for this role? Or like, are we ready to close the deal and you're going to hire me, so to speak? It, it's great. And, and I really have a good track record of my candidates getting the role when they do this. And then finally, a really big one that probably everybody knows, but even in this digital world and it's no longer paper or writing handwritten notes, never forget to follow up with a thank you note. This can be sent digitally via email, text, even through your LinkedIn message. Maybe if you're connecting to the interviewer through LinkedIn, but make sure you do it. There are companies out there that actually will not hire a candidate based on the fact that they did not follow up with a thank you communication. So it's just best practice to do it. And there's lots of ideas you can get online. You can research, you can ask us on what that thank you note should look like. Oh, you just gave so many people like golden advice. I've actually never heard that question phrased like that. That's so good. Because I think that <laughs> people struggle. I, I know I have lots of friends looking for jobs right now. And it's like, when you get a rejection, how do you know what how do you know when to ask for feedback? Because sometimes once you've already been rejected from a process, they're not, the hiring managers are not willing to give feedback. And so kind of putting them on the spot like that, and maybe it's not even putting them on the spot, it's just giving them the opportunity and you as the candidate, like you said, to address any concerns. That's, that's a really cool way to put it. I like that. And another thing that you touched on that I thought is really important to kind of highlight in this new, I'm going to say not post-pandemic because there's still a pandemic going on in the world, but post-vaccine, just these video interviews, that that preparation, we all think that we're the best, at, or not the best. We're, everyone's pretty confident about their ability to portray themselves in video now. We've had almost a year of experience, but interviewing virtually is a whole different beast. So the preparation yes. is so, so important. Totally agree. Totally agree. And there's so many things of advice to give on that in preparing appropriately and taking it just as serious as if you were in face-to-face. So very, very true. I've got one last question for you and we'll kind of end there. But as many people know, the, the job application process is very difficult. It can be emotional, it can be physically taxing. And as a recruiter and kind of making these personal connections with people, What are some things that you've seen candidates really struggle with in the process? You actually just hit on it. The biggest challenge for most is the the actual interview itself. 
And you hit on the fact that in today's world, oftentimes that interview is done via some sort of video conferencing tool, such as Zoom or Google Chat. That can be completely intimidating, daunting, for a variety of different reasons. Some people get nervous, even with the setup and the technology details and and needing to get that prepared. So again, practice and preparation is key. Don't forget also that even though it is through the video, one should always overdress and present their best professional self. You can never be really overdressed for an interview. You can always be underdressed for an interview. So put your best self forward. Another thing, as I mentioned before, with preparation is a nice thing to do is do mock interviews and have somebody else do a mock interview or a role play with you or just do it with yourself and, and, you know, practice answering sample questions that somebody might give you. Oftentimes there's questions that you hear of called behavioral based or situational based questions where they're going to ask you, tell me a time when and how did you handle that situation? So start to think about those in advance. Some of those common questions. You can find a lot of that even on Google searches of example questions that people might ask you, but definitely, definitely practice. I did just hear about a, a cool new company called Pramp.com. That's P-R-A-M-P.com that actually offers practice live job interviews for free. So if you go to our website, you can sign up and you get to work with others to practice interviewing and gain helpful tips especially for interviewing the way we do today now in the digital world, video versus in-person. So I think that's helpful as well. And, and like I said, if you can get a friend to help you do some mock interviewing and get those nerves and jitters away so that you can present your best self, present your skill sets, and, and feel calm and confident while you're in the interview. Oh, yeah. And those are not easy things to do. So that's why practice practicing helps. And yeah, you kind of you kind of hit it right on the head with just practice and preparation. And with all of those things is what builds your confidence in the interview, too. So yeah, it's it's a process. It's a journey, all of those things. (laughs) And I I think that it's always best to have someone on that journey with you. Don't ever feel like you're alone. And I really, what I really like about the candidates, the candidate experience of working with our talent partners is that they aren't in it alone. You have someone to, to go back to and you have someone to talk to. And I think that you all, the talent partners really are, are good support systems for candidates in this journey. And I don't know if there's anything you want to reflect on with that, Nicole, but it's, it's an interesting relationship that you have with candidates sometimes. Yeah. And you said it, Evan, it's why I like my job at Talent in Tulsa. It's mission driven in that I want to help these candidates. I'm not trying to place them like a headhunter would or at a staffing agency necessarily. I'm actually trying to help them. I am an advisor. I am a partner. And it's the same thing with the companies that we work with. And so that community standpoint is why this is such a fantastic job and it really is an ideal place for me right now. I love to hear that. And I could echo everything that you're saying. So <laughs> I'm glad we both love our jobs. <laughs> yes. right. Thank you so much, Nicole, for your, your advice, your honesty and your feedback. And and I think that you've really offered some really g- good pieces of 
advice for candidates looking for their next opportunity or people that might be looking for a a change in their career. I just want to remind everyone that you can find all of our resources on talentintulsa.com. That's www.talentintulsa.com. From there, you're able to join our talent network where you can uh, receive communication from our talent team on upcoming opportunities in Tulsa in startup companies or local tech companies that are looking to innovate the space of Tulsa. This is a city that's growing and it's growing fast and you might want to come be a part of it. So there's m- multiple places that we could direct you to. So if you're if you're curious about Tulsa, you now have a podcast to listen to where we'll tell you about things to do in Tulsa and how to get connected into the city. So my name is Evan Barton. This has been Grow With Us and thank you all for listening. <laughs>